Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today I have Greg Talcott on the line, and he's Senior Vice President over at Caliber. Greg, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Oh, man. So uh, this is going to be a good show today, Greg. Um, when I saw your topic, Opportunity Zone Investing, I mean, that's a big one. Um, lots of questions, lots of interest to that on the podcast. Um, so we're going to get into that. But before we do, um, let's go a little bit further into what you're doing over at Caliber. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. So uh, Caliber is headquartered out of Scottsdale, Arizona, and we are what's known as a vertically integrated private equity and real estate services firm. And basically what that means is on my side of the business, uh, where I'm a senior vice president, I work with investor relations and raising capital fund management uh, for the investors that Caliber has. And then the other side of the business is everything to do within the real estate services field. So whether that's development, construction, asset management, property management, tax reporting, you name it, we, we do that. And so we bring everything in-house, and um, that's one of two different models in the industry. The other model is a private equity firm that invests passively through somebody that handles all of those real estate services. So we're, we're built on transparency um, and, and trying to also bring a high level of fee efficiency uh, to what we do so the most amount of dollars possible go into the real estate itself. We feel that this is the, the model to do that with. Um, and so I've been here with Caliber now uh, for about six weeks. I'm fairly new to the firm, but I've been in this industry for a few years and working specifically in this space when it comes to raising capital for commercial real estate development and with a specific focus in the opportunity zone uh, space. And I think that's going to be a great transition for us, uh, Greg. So um, let's just dive right in. So Opportunity Zone Investing, um, maybe just for some of the listeners that um, aren't familiar with it, maybe um, a quick definition of Opportunity Zone would be it would be helpful. Sure. So this uh, passed with the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2017. And what it did was it... Uh, identified zones, about 8,700 zones around the country um, as opportunity zones. So those areas where you receive below average income and where it's it's necessary to try to drive some capital um, to, to that area. And historically, that's been very hard to do. Um, the way this is structured is it gives investors uh, an incentive through taxes uh, to, to go and, and deploy money into opportunity zones. So let's say that I sell an asset that has a capital gain. So that means I'm retiring and I sold my business. I sold my medical practice. Maybe I sold my Facebook stock. Whatever I sell that has a capital gain, if I turn around and invest that within 180 days into a qualified opportunity zone fund, instead of paying capital gains tax come this next April, I'm deferring my tax bill all the way out to April of 2027. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is whatever my tax uh, obligation was at the time, it's being reduced by 10%. So if I had a $100,000 capital gain that I would be paying on in April from selling my Facebook stock today, instead, I'm paying in April of 2027, and I'm only paying on 90000 as opposed to 100. 
But the best part is that once you've invested and held your investment for 10 years, any growth that you get is free of capital gains tax. So if that 100000 grows into 200000 300000 what have you, all of that growth ends up being tax-free. So it's a very, very powerful uh, tool um, that in my, you know, near 20 years in finance, I used to manage money. Um, I never had that at my discretion. So powerful to the investor on the tax side, but I think equally powerful um, to the communities that they're trying to help because unlike future or past rather government programs that kind of attracted slum boards who would throw a coat of paint on an apartment, call it good. This actually requires you to substantially improve the property that you're investing in. And the definition of substantially improved is to double your basis. So if I spend a million dollars on the property, I got to spend another million bucks at least fixing it up. And I got to do that within a specified period of time. So I think that's where you see a lot of uh, potential wins, you know, for opportunity zones and for these communities, you know, as we move forward um, into the future. It's one of the few aspects of that tax bill um, that was truly bipartisan, uh, drafted by Tim Scott and Cory Booker. Uh, doesn't get much more bipartisan than that. And I think that even in this this era that, you know, we have, especially in an election year where there's some uncertainty, I think the one thing that really carries through from that and goes forward and probably gets extended is the Opportunity Zone program. Yeah, I really hope it does, and I agree with you on that. And um, just to put a little bit of kind of meat around this, because uh, for especially for people that haven't heard of this, what are some um, what are some ways that you've seen businesses and or you don't have to say entire neighborhoods, but how have you seen some businesses and or investors use this to the benefit? Like, because I know you've been in in, in this niche for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. And there's a lot of opportunity zone funds that have launched, and some of them may have gotten a bad rap because you look at it and it's some luxury high rise in Miami, and it's like, who, who's that really benefiting? Yeah. Uh, but that zone just happened to be, you know, designated as an opportunity zone. So be it. Um, I think with what you're seeing with uh, the majority or a number of the sponsors, Caliber being one of them, is really try to deliver on. Um, what the goals are of of the act, and so bringing affordable housing, bringing job growth, and reducing crime in these areas is is central to all of this. So, Caliber actually has a number of properties that are about to come online this year. We've accomplished more than pretty much most of our competitors so far, as far as construction and rehab work. So, in downtown Phoenix, we're bringing a um, mental health hospital, which is a convert. It used to be. It was an abandoned senior state, uh, senior living facility, about 50,000 square feet that we're converting into a, a behavioral health hospital, which is, you know, badly needed in this country wow. before the events of 2020, let alone after 2020. We brought affordable housing to Tempe, uh, which is, uh, desperately needed. That's a, that's a market where housing is getting more and more expensive. So you got to bring in something. Uh, that's more affordable to represent the entire community. Um, and then a project that I'm really excited about is in downtown Mesa. And so we, um, I've lived in Arizona for 31 years. And the majority of the valley, Tempe, Chandler, Scottsdale, they're all developed. They have vibrant downtowns where people go to eat, dine, shop, lots of jobs. Mesa has never really had that. It's been run down for as long as I've lived here. 
And now Caliber controls basically 30% of Main Street in Mesa. We're driving up. Wow, that's 70%. awesome. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, I love it. No, I, I lived in, I lived in, no, I lived in Arizona for, I don't know, four or five years. And I remember, I remember Mesa and I lived in Scottsdale and Peoria and, um, I mean, all, all around, um, uh, all around really, um, Tempe and all that I think about also. Um, and Mesa, you're right. Like I see all these other things going and I'm glad Mesa at one point, I remember a lot of different areas and, but there's a vibrant community out there. So that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's um I think it's a fantastic story. Arizona State University is breaking ground on its new campus in Mesa. Um that has been absolutely transformative to downtown Phoenix. I mean it used to be the only reason you went to downtown Phoenix is because there was a monster truck rally or a Suns game. Mm-hmm. Um now everybody wants to live down there. You have shopping, really? you have the universities, everything is uh, really thriving there. And so we think that this is gonna bring the same thing. Uh, to Mesa, we're situated right along the light rail, uh, and so we have a lot of mixed-use building that is is going into there that we think will really help the community. Oh man, that's exciting, man! I, I have to go check Arizona out. I haven't, been, I haven't been in a while, even though I'm so close to it, but I haven't been in a while. And I'm, when you said downtown people want to live there, I'm like, wait, what do I say, Phoenix? I remember that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I and the reason I bring this out is because I want the listeners to understand that like the, these opportunity zones, not only is it good business, but you can really um, transform communities, and that's where I think it's just one of those unique, in my opinion, in investing win-win scenarios. It's not like a, it's there's not necessarily a trade-off there. It's just saying how you want your dollars to work and if it makes sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you've seen social impact investing grow over the course of the last, you know, 10 years, especially. I used to have a large client base in the Seattle area where social impact investing was something that was always of top of mind. But there's never been a program that's really more direct access impact to social impact investing than opportunities and everything else is kind of, you know, passed through in a way and how much of my money is really making it into the community. Well, Caliber, the way we do things, we're trying to get basically 96 cents of every dollar into the actual real estate, not into our pockets. Whereas like our industry is an average, you generally look at it maybe around a 15% load and only 85 cents going into real estate. So this is an opportunity for people right now, especially with all the, the calls we're seeing for, for social change, this is an opportunity to really put your money, you know, where your mouth is and, and get behind these communities, whether it's local or, or someplace national that you want to invest. Man, that's exciting. So, Greg, that being said, um, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Caliber or to connect with uh, you and your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and to connect with the brand? Sure. So our website is caliberco.com. That's C-A-L-I-D-E-R-C-O. Com. And there you can learn all about the Opportunity Zone Fund, the different projects that are there, uh, and some videos that explain uh, those projects. You can also reach out to me directly. <clears throat> so my name, Greg, G-R-E-G dot, and then my last name, Talcott, T-A-L-C-O-T-T, at CaliberCo.com, and be happy to uh, address any questions uh, people might have. Fantastic. Well, Greg, really appreciate you coming on the show today and telling us more about the great work you're doing over at Caliber and some of the benefits of investing in Opportunity Zones. Um, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. 
Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Greg, thanks again for coming on the show.